welcome to the Business versus COVID-19 podcast. We speak to relatable people in business working their way through this crisis, just like you. Hosted by Luke Connod and Heather Gorringe, here to bring you practical ideas and advice to help you and your business survive and thrive. So Luke, good to socially distance with you this morning. It's the day after Bojo made his announcements about how we start to plan getting out of the lockdown. It's not too long after the bank's back loan moment. What are your thoughts? So I think, to be honest, whatever Boris had said yesterday, he was basically damned if he did, damned if he didn't. As I've said all along through this to you and anyone else who's listening, I would not want his or any other person's in government's job. You're never going to be right, unfortunately, whatever you do. But we've never seen such action by a government in my lifetime in terms of trying to mitigate the circumstances of a disaster. No, it's no one has ever seen it, have they? I mean, the support that the government are giving business at the moment is absolutely unprecedented. The banks back loan being one thing. Am I allowed to be rude about the banks if I don't mention them? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, the banks obfuscated on the Sybil's loans for as long as they could because they didn't want to fund the 20% of it. So the government just said, okay, we'll back 100% of the loans up to 50,000. And honestly, it would be more difficult to borrow a tenner from the pub than it has been to get a bounce back loan. I think that's fair, (laughs) isn't it? Can you tell us who can get a bounce back loan? Because it's not everyone, is it? There's very few people that can't. So if you're a business and a limited company, you can get a bounce back loan. If you're at the key thing is you need to have been affected by coronavirus. Of course. That's the key thing. And there's no business I know of that hasn't been affected by coronavirus. Even the busiest of supermarkets taking far more money than they're taking usually will have been affected because the extra staffing they put on just to manage the queues is going to be an extra cost. Yeah. So basically. And there's so many supply chain issues and working on your own or working with a group but two meters apart the extra expense is incredible isn't it it is absolutely and so basically if you're a sole trader and have a business bank account if you're a limited company and have a business bank account but even if you're a sole trader or a partnership and are using a personal bank account you now still can apply for a business bounce back loan wow And so what's your experience been of the different banks? So whilst working with other businesses and with our businesses that we jointly own... Because you've been helping people apply, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. I've spoken to our accountant and a number of other accountants, Phil Robry from Thompson & Co, and they've been really positive and encouraging their clients to apply for the bank's back loans. But I know some accountants that have been saying, oh, no, I don't think it's for you. Oh, no, I'm not sure if it's you. You can't apply for that. That's not correct. If your business has been affected by COVID-19, you are entitled to apply for a business bank's back loan. Obviously, you must have been trading from a certain date, but even that isn't too long ago, is it? It's only a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even have to have first year annual accounts. You don't even have to have a business bank account. NatWest and RBS have already started allowing applications for people that run their sort of kitchen table business 
from their house and don't have a business bank account. But you have to be careful because you are self-certifying and we all know that there is a responsibility to give accurate information. Oh, absolutely. The same with anything. You've got to give the correct information and you've also got to realise this is a loan and you will need to repay it. Yes, the government will cover the interest for the first 12 months. And yes, for the first 12 months, uh, you won't have to make a repayment. But from the five years after that, you will need to be able to repay the loan. So you need to consider, as with any loan, carefully if you can afford that repayment. Now, my dad was born in 1923, sadly no longer with us. But his attitude was that you should never borrow money. That was how I was brought up. And I know a lot of small businesses are really worried about borrowing money. What are your thoughts on that in this particular time? In this particular time, I think the government by supporting businesses uh, in this way are going to charge the economy so that as we get out of this, businesses will be able to invest in improving their businesses. They'll be able to adapt because every business is going to need to adapt because we are in a new world. You are not going to be able to open the door of your shop when uh, you're allowed to open your shops and expect the customers to come in again. You're going to need to offer them appointments. You're going to need to sell on shopping sites like eBay and Amazon. You're going to need to sell on your website. You're, you're going to need to have a lot more touch points with your customers. And that requires investment. And to be honest, I think even if my dad was alive now, he would fully support this loan because unlike any other loan where we're always worried about risking our homes, are putting our home against our business and all that sort of thing. In this case, you do your best with this money. You do your absolute best to make more than the interest. But if you fail, you don't have to lose your home because of this loan. That's Am I right? exactly right. Yeah. yeah, the government have backed it 100%. So if in the unfortunate event, after doing your best, you do fail, the government will step in and pay the banks. Yeah. I'm sure it'll never be quite that simple um, because the banks are involved. However, they do not have a right to take your home. Okay. Now, I know how much you love banks, so I'm going to give you the chance to tell me your top three banks in the bounce back loan stakes. Shall I start with three and go up to number one? At number three. At number three. So at number three, I would say that's Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation, better known as HSBC. And in at number two. Number two, I would say that is Barclays Bank. They had a little blip last week. So if you have been refused, go back to them because by accident, they blacklisted a load of their customers. Oops. And so a lot, they've contacted a lot of people and said, we're really sorry, please apply again. If you haven't heard from them, just get in touch with them and apply again. And coming at number one in the bounce back loan chart is Lloyd's Banking Group. They were very efficient, the paperwork was easy, it was concise and the money was in your account within 24 hours. Thank you to my bank manager who told me to apply and that was sorted in 24 hours so thank you very much. And what about the booby prize for bounce back loans? Is there someone who's just failed? No, there were a few people I was speaking to who we all thought 
would fail because they were running their business from a personal bank account. But I spoke to Phil Robry on Saturday. He explained that the banks were putting something in place for that. And to be fair to NatWest and RBS, they were first off the blocks with this. You can now set up a specific business account as you're applying for your loan, just for that loan to go in. Luke, I know you've got several businesses and one of them is a very successful jeans company online and one of them is a trendy men's shop in Hereford. First of all, what have you looked at doing inside your shop to make people feel safe for when you can reopen? You know, what steps have you started to take? So, as you rightly say, we've got a, uh, we've, well, we've got two clothing shops in Hereford. We've got a schoolwear shop and a jeans shop. And we've been working quite hard behind the scenes. We've put up uh, what are called sneeze guards. So they're big plastic covers that, that cover the till area so that your colleagues are safe behind those and the customer's safe the other side. They pass the goods through a small slot. Is a sneeze guard a new product? Yeah, it's something I've never heard of before in my life, but now everyone is selling them. And who's invented those and who's selling them locally? Uh, So locally, Signs and Labels. Brilliant. Yeah, our friends at Signs and Labels have just had their stock in and they've got all the signage that you'll need for your shop, actually. (laughs) If you're in Hereford, go and speak to Signs and Labels. They'll be able to kit you out. Um, So we've got arrows on the floor that tell people the direction of flow because we've got a one-way system in both stores with two meters in them, just to remind them. We've got hand sanitizer stations at the entrances to the store so that people can sanitize on the way in. And we've actually decided to close our fitting rooms. We've looked at a lot of advice and we've decided, no, we're gonna close the fitting rooms. Um, And what we're doing is on the way in, people can pick up a free disposable tape measure. They can measure themselves and then buy their goods that way. For our colleagues, as well as the sneeze guards, We've got plenty of hand sanitizer behind the till, so they'll sanitize themselves and also they'll clean the pin pad on the card machine and the till surface after every customer. And if they're on the shop floor, they've got full face guards and also face masks so that if they're working in close contact with customers, they can be protected as well. And the key thing is we're limiting the number of people in our stores. That's really important, particularly in the school uniform shop where it gets really busy. We're making sure that the number of people is limited so that everyone has a comfortable and safe shopping experience. If I buy something in a shop and I don't get the right size and it doesn't really suit me, you know, can I bring it back? Is that normal Absolutely. statutory? Yeah, yeah, statutory thing. Yeah, um, we would, and, and we'll be very flexible on that anyway, because we want our customers to have a good shopping experience. We, we totally understand, you know, you'll need to bring it back to either exchange for another size or to have a refund. And one of the things that I love about what you've done is, as a fashion retailer, you've looked at masks. Yeah. Yeah, we're not open as a store yet, of course, but we're online with with our uh, website and we've been asked by a lot of our customers to, uh, can we get face masks? So we didn't want to get the uh, PPE ones that are going to hospitals because we didn't want to dip into that supply chain and affect supplies to hospitals. So we've worked with one of our suppliers in Europe and they have manufactured a twin polyester single cotton layer 
washable face mask that they're actually using in their local hospitals and manufacturing for their local hospitals in the country they're based in Europe to supplement the additional PPE they use in COVID wards. So for the guys that are going around and cleaning in the other areas of the hospital and things. And I presume they're of some trendy design, are they? Well, we've got lots of different <laughs> designs. We've been very kindly lent your designs for the floral ones. Yeah. Yeah, which look amazing. Um, we've got the plain coloured ones. And we've also got ones with a Union Jack on, uh, a Welsh flag. Uh, and um, we've got a camo one as well. So, yeah, lots of different designs. <laughs> what have you, you... Tell us a bit about what you've been doing, because you've been busy all the time and as the government have instructed you've been carrying on with your online businesses well in terms of how we continue to work we're quite lucky we're based on farm and we use all the redundant buildings that the farm can't use and because of the way that they are they're the ones that you can't get a load all into that you can't get a tractor into so we have a set of stables which have not been converted so they're individual um, stable size buildings and then our office is in the bossy and our floristry the bossy what's a bossy uh, it's where the grooms lived above the stables okay um, and uh, in the our floristry is in a pig shed so basically we've got six or seven individual buildings that we can self-isolate in in a way but work under very um, easy to social distance in those buildings and because we're in separate buildings it works really well and from the beginning we set ourselves up with no phone calls no visitors coming to the farm and we set up full signage for deliveries and how we were going to function in terms of cleanliness so we've got our door handle regime we've got our separate buildings regime we've got our cleaning system in place and for us it's been a really interesting time because we have a renaissance in our core products because people have started to think about how they live. So for the last eight years, it hasn't been trendy to be, think about your waste or be green or gardening was gone miles away. When was the last time we watched Gardener's World? Now it's back and people are thinking about their soil. They're thinking about how to grow their own vegetables. And so for us, it's been a really interesting time. And I've been doing it myself. I've even baked a cake, which you've just eaten. Luke. I've just had a very yeah. large slice. It was excellent. <laughs> but while we're at home thinking about all these global issues, at the same time, we're acting very locally. And we're thinking about what we can do in our own homes to enjoy and make our lives a bit more sustainable. So for us, it's been an amazing time. I don't think we'll ever have a time like that again. And that brings me nicely on to local businesses. People are supporting more local businesses. I think you should give me a rundown of five local businesses that have adapted to the new norm. At number five. At number five. I think at number five, the Vintage Emporium opposite you, with a fantastic Hayley who had to stop her shop completely but went back into work, framed her pictures, um, sorted out her mail order business, and she's in there working on her own, doing her thing and sorting out her orders. That's number five. Number four. In at number four is Kenchester Tea Rooms, 
who had the most lovely tea room that I never ever went to. And now I've had two amazing cheesecakes, the biggest cheesecakes on the planet, delivered to my home by Mr. Luke Connard while social distancing, whilst delivering me some other products for the business. They're just incredible and they must be doing really well because all I see on social media is different people's pictures of their different cheesecakes, which is brilliant because, of course, you have to have a different flavour each time you order. Have you decided which one you're going to have this week? No. We're going to have strawberry again, we think. Nice. What Raspberry and white chocolate was last week, so I can recommend mm, that. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. At number three. Hopes of Longtown, who are a fantastic award-winning local shop who supply everything that I can think of from um, Earl Grey tea through to Wiggly Bird seeds through to a huge range of cheeses. And Christine runs it and they've been supporting their local community in so many ways altering it so that they can deliver out and about in their area, promoting all the other food businesses, so the meat people, and just supporting their community. Unbelievable. At number two. At number two, I think I'll go for Shack Revolution, who have changed their business from events to actually doing beer deliveries and giving all sorts of help locally in terms of enabling the Rotary to have a food parcel scheme inside their building. So finding ways that actually support the community and at the same time, without even meaning to, raise their profile. Because, you know, I'll never forget that. No, me neither. And at number one. At number one has got to be local e-sourced. So this is her Hamish and Katie Light who do uh, wedding catering. Their whole marketing ploy was to have beautifully presented um, buffets. And of course, there's no buffets. So not only have they uh, set up to do home deliveries, they've set up a whole new company which brings together lots of local suppliers from Jay Watson, the photographer, through to Frank's Biscuits, onward to gin and they've set up an online food marketing company called locally sourced which provides herefordshire produce throughout britain do you remember when we did truffle yeah this is truffle with knobs on fantastic that is a great idea actually and there are so many businesses that we see in herefordshire that are adapting and what are your thoughts on adapting? Should you stay the same or should you adapt? I think there's this is such an opportunity to pivot. That's the trendy word, isn't it? Pivot. pivot. Okay. And basically, it's the chance we've got with the time that we have to think about where we want to go and where the gaps are in the market. So, you know, I talk endlessly to you and to Phil about the opportunities that this is going to bring. So our supply chains, our local sourcing policy, our manufacturing industry, everything that we thought was okay is not okay anymore. If you look at it logically, the fact of the matter is that the Chinese have held us hostage over PPE. 
The Germans have held us hostage over testing. They're the ones with the labs. They're the ones that are ahead in those things. So going forward in our learning, we're going to be thinking about how to be more sustainable as a society. I don't mean that we're going to turn into nationalistic jingo rubbish. You're not thinking we're going to become North Korea or anything? I'm thinking not. No. (laughs) Is he dead, by the way? No, no, he was still alive. He came out in public the other day at a um, a plant that makes chemicals. I think it was fertiliser. Oh, okay. That's called a bomb factory, for your reference. Oh, excellent. (laughs) Okay. There we are. Mm. I thought he'd given up on those. (laughs) Anyway, my point is, that as we move forward, we're going to have so many opportunities where support for our local industries has got a different reference. So we might well pay more for product, but we will be more sustainable as a community and there are going to be endless opportunities for small business because people have realised the people that are there for us when we really have got the hitting the fan are the local businesses, the local shop, Andre, um, mm. and so on, who are working hard to to keep us supplied with what we need. I think that's very fair. And I do hope that people will remember the small businesses, you know, uh, Christine at Hopes of Longtown, Julie at uh, Wellington Stores, Andre and Bryony at uh, Barter Street Stores. Those are three shops that, you know, we both frequent in normal times, but I know are all delivering to the people that are shielding and vulnerable within their communities. Oak Church Farm Shop. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many of them, you know, and so many wonderful Herefordshire businesses that we can be rightly proud of and people need to remember when this is over. Definitely. And it's not just them. You know, the people that spring to my mind online are Sharon Pocock of Kinder Pocock, who have set up a group so that you can go and look as a small business what support there is. Uh, Thorn Widgery's videos about cash flow have been fantastic. Phil Robry. He puts together a piece every few days with all the latest bits that are posted on the Hereford Rotary COVID-19 volunteers group. And that's really useful. And there's also, I think the FSB have really stepped up. And in our area, Richard from the FSB, who's done a a great job at supporting people. There's so many of them. But the point is for me, this time, in this recession or this crisis, The government have decided we're not just going to bail out the big boys and the banks. We're going to help people right on the ground. And I know that most small businesses uh, that are around our area feel there's support, obviously. There's real risks, there's real problems, but there's support for them to get back. You know, the bank's back loan is, for me, absolutely, thank goodness, They've done that for um, all the businesses I I can think of that have benefited. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Business vs. COVID-19 podcast. If you like this episode, please leave us a review or send us a question. Connect with Heather and Luke on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram.